This is I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. The following is a recent Sunday morning message given by Pastor Robert Brown. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. As you can see here, um, I have a lot of images before you. Amen. Hallelujah. We have images of uh, protests that we know are going on right now. We have uh, unemployment with uh, about 40 million Americans out of work right now. We have police brutality going on. Uh, we have racism, hallelujah, that uh, has been going on for many, many years, amen, here in America. And we have the current health crisis of the COVID-19 where we all have to wear masks or we should wear masks, amen. And then in the middle, we have the RIP, which represents the death of over 107,000 Americans due to the COVID-19, which leaves us with the question, how did we get here? What, what brought us to this point in history? What are the set of events that took place over the millennium and brought us to where we are right now when we are dealing with these various uh, events and issues in our society? Well, saints, I'm here to tell you today, and viewers, I'm here to tell you today, amen, we're going to look at it from a biblical point of view and see how we got here. What happened to bring us to this point, this historic point, where we are dealing with these various challenges we all face. But we're going to do it, as I said, from a biblical standpoint. Please join me as I pray, and we allow God to lead us throughout this service. Father God, we come before you in the matchless name of Jesus. We thank you for your goodness, for your mercy. And Father God, we come before you today, Lord God, because we need you. We ask for your presence, Lord God, in our service. Lead us and guide us into all truth today in the name of Jesus. Father God, draw everyone you've ordained to be on this online church service today. Draw them, Lord God, from hallelujah, all parts of the world, Lord God, from all backgrounds. Draw, draw them today, Lord God, to join us on this service in the name of Jesus. Now, Father God, you've given me a task today to unveil your truths concerning this current state of affairs, and it's far, far too great for me. You are the preacher. You are the teacher. Preach today. Teach today. I decrease that you might increase in me. Have your way in our service like never before. In Jesus' name, somebody out there say amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's jump into it. How did we get here? That's the message of our, uh, the, the title of our message today. Amen. Glory to God. How did we get here? Amen. We're going to jump into Genesis, the second chapter and the 16th verse. We're going to take it all the way back to the beginning. We're going to see how did we get here. Amen. I'm reading from the King James Version. And it reads, hallelujah. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. Verse 17. 
but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. Thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Now God presented man, man who he made in his image and likeness, with a choice. Now this man that God made in his image and likeness, amen, God um, conveyed upon him the ability to have free choice or to have a free will. He, if, if man did not have a free will, then he would not have been made in God's image and likeness. Because he was made in God's image and likeness, he had a free will and God had to offer him a choice. Are you going to choose to follow me? Are you going to choose to have me in your life? Are you going to choose to have a life where you live in concert with me? Or are you going to choose to be the master of your own will? Or are you going to choose to be your own God? That's what the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life was all about. It was an exercise of choice. And all of us as human beings have a choice. Are we going to follow God? Or are we going to follow the dictates of our own heart and mind? Amen. Now, obviously, amen, Adam had a companion, Eve, who was deceived. And then Adam was not deceived. He chose to follow her choice to live independent of God by eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which is uh, more or less just symbolic of the law. Amen. Or the Ten Commandments. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now. It may be argued, uh, did Adam really die in that day? Amen. Well, down at the bottom of, of the page here, amen, we have 2 Peter 3 and 8. Hallelujah. So hopefully you guys can see that. It says, Peter says, nevertheless, do not let this one fact escape you, beloved, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years and, an, and a thousand years as one day. So in God, and he's quoting from Psalm 90 and, uh, and 4 where uh, Moses wrote, that's what Peter is quoting from. This is the Amplified Classic version I just read. Amen. What is the significance of this? Amen. Adam lived to be 930 years. Amen. Now, 930 is less than a thousand years. Amen. What is? What am I saying with all this? Amen. Uh, we can see God. God made the heavens and the earth in literal six days and rested on the seventh. Amen. But those days are symbolic amen of the millennia amen hallelujah and adam lived hallelujah uh, 930 years which is less than a thousand years so he died on the first day or in within the first thousand years amen How, what does that mean to you and i we we are living in the sixth day amen where Jesus is soon to return. The events of the world point to it. Amen. What we are dealing with points to Jesus' soon return. So Adam actually died on the first day, the first millennium. He died. Amen. Glory to God. In some in scholarly circles, amen. David lived 70 years. So 930 plus 70 equals that thousand years. Amen. Hallelujah. And Jesus will reign. Hallelujah. On the earth. Amen. On the seventh day or the 
uh, uh, the, during the millennial period, amen, after this period of time, the church age we live in, amen, and that will be for a thousand years. He, he is the second Adam or the perfect man who fulfills all. Just keep that in mind as we move forward. It's a little aside, amen, glory to God. But back to our main point, hallelujah, glory to God. Death was brought into the world by Adam. Let's move on. Amen. Genesis 3 and 6. It says, And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and the tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. He was not deceived by the serpent. He chose to eat. He did eat. My God, it's the act of his will. Let's jump over to Genesis 3.24. says, so he drove, he being God, drove out the man and placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims or angels and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. So God, hallelujah, uh, drove the man out of the Garden of Eden, which many scholars believe was a type of temple or sanctuary. Amen. Hallelujah. A living temple, a living sanctuary. Hallelujah. That God dwelled. Amen. With man. Hallelujah. And he drove man out of paradise. Hallelujah. Out of this heaven on earth uh, uh, area. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And man has lived apart from God in this state ever since. I'm here to tell you today, amen, that mankind lives independent of God. God is the source of life. He's also the source of morality. When we as a human race live independent of God, we live independent of eternal life. And we also live independent of morality. Morality being understanding the difference between right and wrong. Now, we have made up our own morality as human beings. Amen. But it falls for far short of God's standard. Amen. We live in a secular world now. What does that mean? A world that does not follow the dictates of God. By and large, this world is secular. It does not follow God. All right. And this was established with Adam back in the garden. Amen. I'm here to tell you today. Amen. There, there, there are arguments about this but man's heart is continually evil we're gonna take a look at it amen let's turn to genesis 6 and 5 all right it says this is the king james version it says and god saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only, excuse me, was only evil continually. Hallelujah. We have a heart problem going on today. That the every imagination of the thoughts of man's heart is only evil continually. 
We are still dealing with that today. Let's look at this word heart. What does it mean in the Hebrew, the root Hebrew word? It's a word in Hebrew called uh, labe, amen, and it's the inner man, the mind, the will, the heart, the thinking, the reflection of man. Hallelujah. Glory to God is continually evil. It's only evil continually. Our thoughts that, uh, what does it say uh, uh, in other parts of the Bible? It says the carnal mind is an enmity with God or against God. Hallelujah. Man is not following God. Man is doing his own thing. And we have that confirmed from this scripture. So when we look out into the world, we see the fruits of, of man being the little G-O-D of this world. We see the fruits of man living independent of God and we see the results of such with the events we are all facing right now. This is a statement that many of you won't like, amen, but it's biblical, amen. Hallelujah. Man is not inherently good. Man's inherently evil. I know the popular thought of the day is if we could just show everybody right from wrong, then everybody's heart would change because everybody's really a good person on the inside. That's not biblically correct. Man is inherently evil. It doesn't mean we're all murderers or we all are going to kill somebody or stuff like that. What it's saying is man is inherently living independent of God and thus his morality is not good. Amen. Hallelujah. And man is inclined to make bad choices that are not in man's best interest i.e. man's inhumanity towards man. Do you know that the first man that was born was a murderer? Cain was a murderer. The first man that Eve had, the first human being that was born from Eve was a murderer. Man in his heart in his inner man, in his mind, in his heart, in his thinking is evil. So to think that we are going to come out of this current crisis by trusting in the morality of human leaders is unbiblical. Let's read some scriptures here. They're very tiny. Amen. I don't even know if I can. Hallelujah. I've made them so tiny to fit on the page. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let me make this bigger. Hallelujah. There we go. Hallelujah. From Matthew 15, 19, this is Jesus speaking. Amen. He says, for from the heart come evil thoughts. This is Jesus himself. From, from the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, all sexual immorality, theft, lying, and slander. This is our Lord and Savior telling us what comes from the human heart. 
Let's look at Proverbs 28, 26. And you've heard me, uh, those of us that are part of church heard me quote this scripture and read this scripture often. Amen. It's, uh, this is from Solomon. Amen. Who was the wisest uh, human man on earth other than Jesus. Amen. He says, he that trusteth in his own heart is a fool. I'm not calling you a fool. I'm reading what Solomon wrote down in Proverbs. Since he that trusteth in his own heart is a fool, but whoso walketh wisely, he shall be delivered. What did Jeremiah say? He says, the heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it? So for us to trust in the leadership of human beings apart from God to lead us out of our current crisis is unbiblical. Man, as much as he desires to have heaven on earth through the means of politics or a uh, governmental uh, ideology, whether it be democracy or communism or a dictatorship or whatever form of government it is, it will never live up to the standards of fairness and goodness and love that God's government, hallelujah, in heaven and one day Christ's government that will be established here on the earth will because man is inherently evil. That which is evil cannot produce that which is good. So we got to get to the point where we stop patting ourselves on the back. Pastor Brown is not a good man. Jesus is a good man. And when the spirit of Christ is allowed to move through me, Hallelujah. When I decide when I when I get to the place where I recognize my own evil state. Amen. In my in my in, in, in myself. Amen. In my heart. Amen. And I allow that the Holy Spirit to have his way. Amen. Then good things happen. But in and of myself, I am inherently evil. When you as a human being get to the point where you recognize your own fallenness. Amen. Your own place of being fallen and have a heart that's evil. Then you will get to a place where you allow the spirit of Christ to move in you. Amen. Hallelujah. And bring about that which is good, that which is moral, that which impacts your neighbor with love. Amen. These are difficult times. Amen. And this is a difficult message to deliver to you today. Amen. But it is the biblical truth. Amen. It is not my personal truth. Truth is exclusive. Truth is hallelujah, eternal. Amen. It is the word of God, which is truth. Amen. Let's move on. Viewers, sin and its impact have been passed on from generation to generation. So this, this inherent evil has been passed on from generation to generation. We're talking about how did we get here? How did we get here with police brutality? How did we get here with COVID-19? How did we get here with the necessity for protest? How did we get here hallelujah, with people dying? How did we get here where we're, dealing, we're still dealing with in 2020 racism between white and black and between different ethnicities? Uh, how did we get here? Amen. Sin and its impact have been passed down, passed on from generation to generation. Amen. The very familiar scriptures, Roman 3, 23, it says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. This is God's perspective as he speaks through the apostle Paul here. All have sinned. Everybody. 
Let, let me re really bring it down home here to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As a black man, I have sinned. As, as people of other races, of white, uh, uh, Asian, uh, Middle Eastern, uh, South American, we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I do not stand on a moral high place to look down on anybody else and say that I am the moral standard and you are not. I, I, don't, I don't hold that place, even though my people have been victimized for the last several hundred years. I don't hold a moral high ground. What was done to my ancestors and the little things that I've experienced, they are wrong. They are bad. They should not have happened. But they are a result of man's fall and the, uh, how the world has devolved throughout the millennium. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Do we have to live with accountability? Of course. I have to live and be accountable for my actions. You have to live to be accountable for your actions. Those that abuse others have to be held accountable for their actions. But none of us hold the moral high ground. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Amen. What does it say here in Psalm 118 and 8? I'm reading from the New uh, International Version. Amen. It says, it's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in humans. We are trying to trust in humans. To turn this mess around. It doesn't work. Yes, vote in November. Yes, be involved in the political process. Do those things. It's, it's your right as a citizen of your country. Amen. But ultimately, it will not lead to heaven and earth. It may lead to a better situation than we are in right now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But it won't lead to heaven on earth. There is no candidate that is Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. Let's move on. Amen. What does it say in Romans 5 and 12? I'm reading from the Amplified Classic Version. Amen. It says, therefore, as sin came into the world through one man, that one man being Adam. Amen. Sin was passed down through the generations through Adam. He had the seed. Every human being was inside of him in seed form. And even Eve was inside of him at one point. Amen. And God performed that surgery and removed him from her, removed her from his side. Amen. Hallelujah. But that everyone, every human being that has ever existed was inside of Adam in seed form. So therefore, as sin came into the world through one man, that one man being Adam, and death as a result of sin, his choice to live independent of God, his choice to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and live independent of God and be his own master of his own destiny. As a result of Adam, amen, and, and, and death as a result of this choice, of the sin. So death spread to all men. So we all experience death. No one being able to stop it or to escape its power. 
because all men have sinned. Amen. Now, this is another scripture that confirms that we are all inherently or have been when we are born, we are born with a heart that is inclined towards evil. Little E. V-I-L, as Cheyenne told me in a conversation, she'll be mad that I'm mentioning her during this scripture. Little E-V-I-L. Doesn't mean we're all megalomaniacs and we're all out to destroy the world, but we, I, I have been selfish. I, uh, I, have, um, I, I have done things in my own best interest and not in the interests of others during the time of my life. I, I have done things, amen, hallelujah, fornicated. I, I, have, uh, I have done things during my life, amen, hallelujah, that are an indication that my heart was evil, amen, hallelujah. Once again, Pastor Brown is not a good man. Jesus, by way of his spirit in me, is the one that is good. We are all inherently or are born evil. We have to teach our children morals. Amen. Hallelujah. They're not born with morals. We have to teach them. Amen. Hallelujah. And we have to teach them by way of the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's move on. The sin nature. Still with the sin nature real quick. Amen. Romans 8 and 8. This is Paul speaking again, the Apostle Paul, amen, to the church at Rome. He says, so then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. When we are in the flesh, we cannot please God. We are not honoring God. We are not uh, magnifying God. We are not um, upholding his good name when we are in the flesh. So man for the most part, is in the flesh. Now, I'm not talking about the body, hallelujah, or the skin. Let's see what flesh means in the Greek. We're in the, we're in the New Testament portion of the Bible now. So now the words, the root words that we're reading here that have been translated, were translated from Greek, a corne Greek, to English. In this case, the King James English. Amen. Let's see what flesh means. Now, according to BibleHub.com, flesh the, comes from the Greek root word soxe. And soxe is generally negative and it's referring to making decisions, actions according to self, i.e., done apart from faith. So Adam ate from the tree apart from faith. Amen. Independent from God's in working. When we're in the flesh, we're, we're, we're doing things independent of God's in working. Thus, what is of the flesh or carnal? Amen. Some of you have taken Spanish. Amen. No, carne means meat. Amen. So flesh or carnal is by definition displeasing to the Lord, even things that seem respectable. Well, I was trying to do good. I didn't seek God to do it, but I was trying to do it on my own. It's in the flesh. In short, flesh generally relates to the unaided human effort, i.e. decisions or actions that originate from self or are empowered by self. This is carnal of the flesh and proceeds out of the untouched, unchanged part of us, i.e. what is not transformed by 
God, by and large, most of the people on this planet, and I will make a bold statement to you right now, and it's not doesn't please me to say it, but most of us as Christians operate according to the flesh. We're talking about how did we get here? How did we get to this point in history where we're dealing with the current set of events because we're operating in the flesh? Even some of our Christian responses, amen, to what's going on in the world are the flesh. There have been inclinations in me that I want to do something, you know, Lord, I want to go ahead and I want to do something. I want to make the world right. I want to change. Those are thoughts coming from the flesh instead of saying God what would you have me to do the flesh amen let, let, let's let's really break down it break it down even further amen the flesh amen the the sin nature what is the sin nature well let's break down what nature is first nature is it's the will the intellect and the emotions it is the soul some might even call it the personality. So the personality driven to think, feel, and act apart from God is the flesh. It is fallen. It has no source of morality other than its own that it makes up. And it is not motivated by faith. It is not uh, influenced by God's inworking. So our personalities, as much as, as human beings, we like to pat ourselves on the back and say how wonderful we are. And generally speaking, amen, I love you all, amen. Even those of you that I don't know personally, I love you with the love of Jesus, amen. I celebrate you, amen, glory to God. But the state of the human race, amen, operating in the flesh, amen, hallelujah, is not holy. You know this as Christians, those of you that are Christians, how much it takes, amen, for you to... To live according to God's will. It takes you a surrender, a, a recognition that I am in and of myself not good. And I need the Holy Spirit to work in me and through me. I need the Holy Spirit to work in me and through me to pastor this church, to preach this message. Amen. In and of myself. Amen. I cannot do it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Do you have a right to be mad about what's going on now? Sure. Do you have a right to be disappointed about, about what we see in the world? Of course. But this will not be overturned through human means. Oh, I'm going to get in trouble for this statement. Listen, listen. There were a lot of great things that came out of the civil rights movement of the 60s. But even as good as it was, it was not able to have us avoid being in this place that we find ourselves as a nation right now, the United States of America. It was not because human effort, as well-meaning as it is, 
and as many sacrifices those wonderful people of the 60s made, 60s and 70s and 50s made. Amen. We are not the big G-O-D. We are not God. And we cannot bring about the perfect society through human effort that you and I want. Where everyone loves each other. Where everyone treats each other well. Where there's equality. Where there's fairness. Human beings can't bring that about in and of themselves through the flesh. We just cannot. And, and history has shown that. Amen. Let's move on. What, what deduction can we make based on the flesh, the word flesh or, or soxe? Amen. It's that every human being, regardless of their race, background, religion, or status, that entertains and takes actions on thoughts that have not been transformed, inspired, or influenced by God are behaving according to the flesh independent of God and thus by way of sin when we operate independent of God we are sinning as well meaning as it may be we are sinning this is a crude example amen but it's popping into my head amen hallelujah how many of us myself included because I am not I don't hold up moral high ground over any of you Amen. Fell in love with someone and slept with them before we got married to them and justified it or called it righteous because you were in love. That is the flesh. That is the flesh, regardless of how we've rationalized it in our modern day thinking. That is the flesh. That is sin. We, we, we justify by attaching love to it. But love would not lead someone into an encounter that God did not intend for them. That's not love. Let's move on. Ooh, please don't be mad at me. This is just what it is. This is the word. Amen. So what, what, what can we draw from this? Saints, uh, viewers, racism is wrong. Treating, some, be, be, treating someone less than you or feeling that your race is superior than someone else is wrong. COVID-19 is wrong. People dying. Like I said, over 107,000 in the U.S. alone have died. Death is wrong. Brutality by the police or any other organization against black people or against any group of people is wrong. Brutality in any form is wrong. Looting and rioting are wrong. However, the root cause of all of man's challenges on earth is sin or falling short of the mark, the mark, the standard that God has for morality. Excuse me. We on the earth have a sin problem. The earth by and large is in the state of sin. We're talking about how did we get here? And we're looking at it through a biblical point of view or through biblical lenses. We have a sin problem. All those things, racism and COVID-19 and death 
and brutality and looting and rioting and any other negative thing that you could put on this list that I failed to do, amen, is rooted in sin and is in rooted and is rooted in Adam's choice to live independent of God. Let me go back to that point I made before. The first human being that was born on the earth was a murderer. He murdered his brother. Speaking of Cain. And I could go so many places with that. Amen. But we're going to move on. Hallelujah. Amen. How do we get to a place where we can deal with society's problems that are ultimately caused by sin? So how can you and I, as modern day Christians, how, how can we deal with society's problems that are caused by sin? What is our role? How, how can we do this how can how can we you know what what way forward do we have amen gonna go to uh romans 6 and 23 to start amen this is the amplified version amen it says for the wages of sin is death amen we have death all around us amen going on but the free gift of god that is his remarkable overwhelming gift of grace to believers is eternal life in christ jesus our Lord. So, so step one, amen. We see death all around us, amen. But God gave us a solution, amen, through the person of Jesus Christ. He died to pay for our sins. He rose from the dead to justify us, to, to make us righteous, amen, hallelujah, as we receive him as our Lord and Savior, as we recognize our own fallenness and we receive him as Lord and Savior, as we recognize our own sinfulness, our own inherent evil, hallelujah, evilness, if that's a word, hallelujah, I know the grammar police are out there, hallelujah, but hallelujah, as we recognize our own fallenness, amen, our own fallen state, amen, and receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, that is step one, amen, well, God is so good, why is the world so evil, he sent his son, amen, to deal with these things, amen, Hallelujah. But most of the world has not received Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And even, though, and even those of us that are saved, that are Christians, amen, don't understand and recognize the full benefits we have in Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. We've been underserved in our knowledge of Christ. Amen. So Father God gave us a solution to our sin problem when he gave us Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's move on. We're going to Romans 8 and 1. Reading from the Amplified Version. We get into the nuts and, and, nuts and bolts and meat of it all now. Amen. Let's look at some things. It says, this is Paul again. He says, therefore, there is now no condemnation, no guilty verdict, no punishment how many of you Christians out there are not sure you're going to heaven? Well, I'm going to tear down that notion, amen, hallelujah. Well, God's going to tear it down. He's the author of this message today with these scriptures here, amen. Therefore, there is now no condemnation, no guilty verdict. So if you're a Christian, because of what Christ did, not because of what you did, because you're a good person, but because of Christ, what Christ did being the ultimate person, the ultimate good person, there is no guilty verdict 
on you if you are a believer in Christ. No punishment. Why? He took the ver uh, guilty verdict upon himself and he took the punishment upon himself. Let's go on. For those who are in Christ Jesus, who believe in him as personal Lord and Savior. So how are we in Christ Jesus? When we believe in him as personal Lord and Savior. We were in Adam, amen, in seed form. Now we are in Christ because we believe in him as personal Lord and Savior. Somebody say hallelujah. Let's move on to the next verse here. Verse 2 says, For the law of the spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, the law of our new being. So now, hallelujah, we're born again. We're born from above. Now that we believe in Jesus Christ, our spirits are no longer dormant. Amen. And one thing I failed to mention to you, amen, in that Genesis 2.17, amen. Biblically, when we die, uh, when, uh, when um, so yes, I spoke about Adam physically dying within that first thousand years or that first day as God sees one day as a thousand years and a thousand years is one day. Amen. But Adam also died spiritually. Amen. Or he was separated from God. Amen. And every human being, when they are born, they are born with the spirit that is dormant. Amen. But when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Amen. Glory to God. As it speaks about in uh, the Gospel of John 3, the chapter 3, amen, we become born again. As Jesus was talking to Nicodemus, we are born from above when the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ comes and joins with our human spirit and reconnects us to God. And thus our spirits are born again or born from above. So for the law of the Spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, the law of our new beings, so we're new beings, amen, Hallelujah. As it says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, we're new creatures. Amen. Because now our spirits are reconnected with God through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Has set you free from the law of sin and death or the Ten Commandments and the associated 613 laws that are rooted in the Ten Commandments. Hallelujah. Verse 3. For what the law could not do. That is overcome sin and remove its penalty, its power. So the Ten Commandments and the 613 laws that the Jews uh, followed, amen, and that many of us hold near and dear, amen, and they are holy, just, and good. But what does this say here is that is uh, what they could not, what the Ten Commandments and the 613 laws could not do, that is overcome sin and remove its penalty and its power. They could not do that. What does the law do? The law shows us that we're not inherently good. The law shows us that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Matter of fact, when Moses came down the mountain the first time and the children of Israel were worshiping that golden calf and he threw down the first set of Ten Commandments and broke them was prophetic that God knew that man would break the law. Woo, God. Hallelujah. And then Moses had to go up and get a new set of Ten Commandments, which, which was symbolic of the new covenant that man would need a new covenant. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That was brought about by the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, which we currently live in right now as Christians. Somebody say, Hallelujah. 
Glory to God. The New Testament is in the Old Testament concealed. Amen. Hallelujah. And the Old Testament is in the New Testament revealed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We live according to new promises because of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The law could not free us. It could not help us to overcome sin and remove its penalty. It just showed us that we were inherently evil and we were in need of a savior. All right. So, hallelujah. I've said so much. Let me begin from the beginning again. Romans 8 and 3. Amen. For what the law could not do, that it is over, that is overcome sin and remove its penalty, its power, being weakened by the flesh. The law was weakened by the flesh, man's nature without the Holy Spirit. How can we live holy or as good, decent human beings apart from the Holy Spirit? We can not. Well, brother pastor, I'm a good person. I treat everybody well. I don't see color. I Baloney. One of our issues in this country is that the so-called good people have ignored the suffering of others because it was inconvenient to their lives. Hallelujah. When my wife and I go on vacation, sometimes I'm challenged to enjoy my vacation because I see homelessness going on in the places I go. How can I enjoy myself when others are suffering? I'm not anti-vacation. I'm just telling you my own personal experiences while on vacation. Amen. Hallelujah. How is it that I am enjoying myself while others nearby me are suffering? Yes, I pray for those individuals. Yes, I give them money when I'm around them. Amen. Glory to God. But does that really make a huge difference in their lives? Yes, they may be blessed for the moment, amen, hallelujah, but we need sweeping change that can only be done by God, that everyone wins and no one loses, amen, glory to God, hallelujah, let me go on, hallelujah, I'm so stuck in the scripture, hallelujah, glory to God, hallelujah, for the Lord could not do that is, overcome sin and remove his penalty, its power, being weakened by the flesh, man's nature without the Holy Spirit. God did. He sent his own son in the likeness of sinful man as an offering for sin or our sin. And he condemned sin in the flesh, subdued it, and overcame it in the person of his own son. Let's move on to our next verse. Verse 4. So that the righteous... And just requirement of the law. So the Lord demands righteousness. Hallelujah. But we can't supply it because we're inherently evil. Hallelujah. So the requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not live our lives in the way of the flesh. So here it's telling us not to live our lives in the flesh or according to our sin nature or in a way that is independent of God. Guided by worldliness and our sinful nature, but live our lives in in the ways of the spirit guided by his power in other words first we get saved we receive jesus jesus took the the penalty and the punishment and died instead of us as human beings amen and now once we're in this state and we're believers in christ amen then we say lord not my will thy will be done what would you have me to do during these current times what 
would lead me into what I should what I should think, what I should feel, and how I should act as I spoke about last week. Here's a question. Is your life are your thoughts, are your feelings, are your actions holy spirit led let's all be honest amen i'm not here from a moral high ground trying to destroy you we are dealing with how did we get here how did we get here as christians our service to the world our part in helping the world deal with these challenges before the rapture and the rapture is soon to come Indications from all that's going on in the world are pointing to Jesus' soon return. Amen. We are in the sixth day of civilization. When that sixth millennium, Jesus is soon to return. The seventh millennium is when Christ reigns during the, during the millennial period. Amen. When he physically is on earth ruling and reigning as the world leader. We're in the sixth day. We're in the age Hallelujah, the church age where man is still governing himself. Which to some of you is, is offensive, what I just said. But look at the result of man governing himself. L look at the world. Turn on CNN, turn on C uh, NBC, uh, NBC, whatever channel you watch. Get on social media. This is man governing himself. How did we get here? Remember the first man born on the earth was a murderer. So as Christians, our service to the world is uh, uh, world. Our part in helping the world deal with its challenges before the rapture of the church is to be a witness and share the gospel message of Jesus Christ with as many people as possible. It is imperative that we do so. That they might enjoy a relationship with Christ as we enjoy. But unfortunately, sometimes we turn our sights off of Christ. We want to do what is popular now or was accepted by the world and social media. We want to do with our own minds, our own feelings and heart. Want to do and we step outside the will of God. To try to fix a world that is fallen. And you're not ready for this next statement. A world that is doomed. This world system is doomed. Can we vote and make some things better? Yes. And should you? Yes. Why would Jesus rapture? his church if the world was not doomed if things were just going to get better why wouldn't he just keep us here because the world is devolving and becoming worse and worse this is not something you want to hear but this is what's happening from a biblical standpoint. What's, why all that stuff in the book of Revelation. About the apocalypse. And things of that nature. If it wasn't going to happen. And, and, and Jesus told John. Don't change 
a word in this book. This world system is doomed. But before we get to the place where we're snatched away as a church and the Holy Spirit is taken from the earth. Why? Because we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives in us. He, does, he's, he doesn't dwell in heaven at this point. He lives in us. The temple of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The body of Christ. Amen. Where we're snatched away, there is no Holy Spirit on the earth. We are devolving to this point. Amen. Let's be leaders and not followers. Let's lead as we're being led. As a pastor, I always tell you guys, follow me as I follow Christ. If I don't follow Christ, amen, hallelujah, run. So as a Christian, lead as you've been led. According to BibleHub.com, witness. What does it mean to be a witness? Martis. Now this word martis is related to the word martyr. I'm not telling us to go out here and die. I'm just giving you an understanding of the word martyrs. But what does it mean? It means one who testifies for one. Who's that one? Jesus Christ. To be a witness for one. Who's the one? Jesus Christ. Serve him by testimony. Who's the him? Jesus Christ. He called us to be a witness. To testify of him. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, how we've been forgiven of our sins. How we've been washed by the blood of Jesus. And how his spirit lives inside of us. Amen. And guides our very thoughts. Our feelings. And our actions. When we do not live that way. Amen. Hallelujah. We bring dishonor to the name of Jesus Christ. Yes, we are all perfect, and thank God for forgiveness. Amen. Hallelujah. I, I, you know, I am grateful for it. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. But we need God's Spirit to lead us every day. Hallelujah. And to be a witness. Now, as I close out this sermon, and I believe I've been long. I don't know what time it is. It is. Oh, yes, I've been very long today. Amen. Let me, let me begin to close out this service. As I close out this sermon with these words from the Apostle Paul. Amen. So that you don't think I'm a monster. Amen. What did Paul have to say? Amen. Hallelujah. I'm reading from Romans, uh, the 12th chapter. I'm starting at the 14th verse, and I'm reading the New International Version of the Bible. Amen. Paul says, bless those who persecute you. Oh, we don't want to hear that. But, you know, God led me to pray for police officers on Tuesday. And I know everybody didn't like it. But many of you have police officers in your family or you know a police officer. Amen. Just like we as black people don't want to be judged for the actions of a few. Amen. We thereby should not then be uh, biased against police in total. And, and let me say this to you. Amen. I have been pulled over more times than I can remember. I've been pulled over in front of my house with the Bible in my bag and had an illegal search of my bag to see what was in it. And what did the police find? But a Bible. Amen. This was many years ago. I've been pulled over when I was the passenger and my wife was driving the car. They did not question my wife. They came over to the passenger side and questioned me and took my identification, so on and so forth. When I was the passenger, I have been pulled over with my family in the car and they were looking to arrest me because they said I met the description, amen, of someone who had a warrant on their life and my children were crying in the car. 
I, in the first year of my marriage, have had the police come into a house with an illegal search and search the house while at three o'clock in the morning while me and my new bride were in the bed. I have witnessed my best friend, amen, in New York City during New Year's Eve who had a couple, and they happened to be black, pass a barricade after the ball dropped. Me and him tried to pass the same barricade. They told him that he and I could not pass the barricade. Now, yes, he overreacted and was angry, amen. And I understand we were all angry. Why do you let them go and you don't let us go? Six police officers grabbed him and arrested him, amen, because they got into an argument about crossing a barrier and he spent New Year's Eve in the jail. So I understand as a black person, as a black man being mistreated by the police, but the scriptures here says, bless those who persecute you. Who am I to go against the word of God? Bless and do not curse. So all of us have someone that has persecuted us, but the scriptures say bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Some compassion for those around you. Live in harmony with one another. Uh-oh. You mean I got to live in harmony with other races? Especially other races that have mistreated me? That's what the word says. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud like you have the moral high ground. But be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited or think more highly of yourself than you really are. I am no better than any other person on the planet. I was born with a sinful nature. I've engaged in sin throughout my life. I was saved. Amen. I received salvation. Amen. From the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And he uses me. Amen. As a pastor. Amen. But it's not something I've earned. It is a work of grace in my life. Verse 17. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. That's going to take the Holy Spirit to do all these things. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. I've been guilty of this in my life. I've been guilty of this as a Christian. I've been guilty of this as a pastor. I have no problem admitting to my wrongdoing. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. Got to allow the Holy Spirit to move through us that we can do the right things. Amen. Last four verses. Amen. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live in peace with everyone. Father God, I give you my anger, my frustration about what we're going through. I cast my cares upon you. I am enraged by what I see in the world, but I cast my cares upon you. Hallelujah. And let your peace that passes all understanding keep my heart and mind through Christ Jesus so that I can live at peace with everyone. Despite those testimonies I just gave you, I don't want to walk around as an angry black man every day pointing at what has been done wrong to me every day as my spirit, amen, becomes corrupted with 
bitterness. Did those things happen? Yes, they did. Do I remember them? Yes, I do. Am I operating in bitterness now? No, I am not. I can't live that way. Verse 19, do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. It is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. God will avenge the things that have been done to you wrongly. I want to speak in very vague terms now, but I was working at a particular place and was done wrong by that place and now the place is closed down i don't want you to try to guess at it and all that the point i'm making is god avenged something that was done wrong to me i don't wish bad on anyone but hallelujah god looked after his son that was wrongly treated verse 20 on the contrary if your enemy is hungry feed him or her to be politically correct if he is thirsty give him something to drink in doing this you will heap burning coals on his head now this is not making your enemy guilty but coals or fire was seen precious in the ancient world so when you feed your enemy when you give your enemy something to drink when you treat your enemy well you are giving him something or her something of value in the ancient world fire or coals were something of value and were carried on the head of individuals during the ancient world amen they were seen as something of value so when you treat your enemy well you were treating and giving him or her something of value as burning coals were in the ancient world our last verse do not be overcome with evil but overcome evil with good so how are we going to overcome evil with good how are we going to impact the world with good what is good being a witness for christ sharing the hope of christ amen with those in the world by mourning with those that mourn that weeping that those that weep by treating our enemies well amen by allowing the holy spirit to move in us and through us amen and represent the character of christ here on the earth and when we're operating on the highest level amen those that we lay hands on will recover amen and those things that be not when we speak them they will come to pass as though they already are amen when we operate on the highest level as christians the world will come to the church for answers for its problems somebody say hallelujah glory to god we don't follow the world's lead we follow the lead of the spirit of christ that lives in us hallelujah the holy ghost amen to impact the world so my question to you once again is what is the holy spirit leading you into and if you don't know it's time to pray and spend time with him it's not time to react we need to stop reacting let's pray get what we need and then impact the world amen however he leads us
Hallelujah. Real quickly, I've been with us a long time here. Amen. We're going to do the communion now. Amen. Real quick. So if you have your bread and your wine, amen. Hallelujah. I have my cup here. My wife was gesturing to me not to spill this. Hallelujah. Thank God for my wife. Hallelujah. Real quickly. Amen. There's a video on my channel here. Amen. It's a um, shameless plug. But where I'm talking about the traditional Jewish wedding and how it relates to the modern day church. Amen. And when we partake of the wine during communion, what we're really saying is we accept Jesus's bride price or the price he paid to to pay for us, to buy us from the clutches of sin, hell and the devil. We, we, when we drink that, we're, we're, we're accepting, we are acknowledging and testifying and confirming over and over again that we've accepted his sacrifice for our sins, his proposal. Amen. He is the bridegroom, the church or the body of Christ is the bride of Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, let's partake of our communion. Amen. I want everyone to partake. Amen. Hallelujah. You cannot, the only way you take it in an unworthy manner is if you're trying to uh, have, uh, people were coming trying to have a meal during the communion. Amen. Because at that time it was real wine and big loaves of bread and the hungry were trying to just come there just to eat instead of honoring the Lord Jesus Christ and the sacrifice of the cross. So everyone, Jesus died for ungodly people. Amen. Like you and I. Hallelujah. Thank God. I'm no longer ungodly because of Jesus. All right. So and you, neither are you. So here we go. And when he had given thanks, he break it and said, take eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Let's partake of the bread, which represents the broken body of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We partake of this bread and our bodies become healed in Jesus name by faith. Amen. After the same matter. Also, he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as ye drink it in remembrance of me. Let's partake of the wine or the grape juice, uh, which represents the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Real quickly, I got to get you out of here. We need your help to uh, continue to spread the gospel of grace and to unveil the beauty of Christ. Amen. And to be the leaders of that God has called us to be in the world. Amen. Hallelujah. We need your donations. Amen. You can give online at lwccgrace.org uh, forward slash donations. Amen. We thank you. Thank you. Thank you for those that have given and supported the church over this three months plus. Amen. Hallelujah. Please. Hallelujah. Man, please, sir, if you have it. Amen. If you are able. Amen. Please make a donation to our church so that we can continue to spread the gospel. Amen. If you are uncomfortable with that means and you can mail in your donations, please mail them to Living Waters Christian Center, P.O. Box 115, Amityville, New York, 11701. Amen. Thank you for your time and your patience today. I went long. Amen. I understand it. Amen. But there was a lot that God wanted to speak today. Amen. So please, man, please, sir, if you're able to support us financially, you can do so at the locations below lwccgrace.org forward slash donations or mail in your offering to Living Waters Christian Center, P.O. Box 115, Amityville, New York, 11701. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Glory to God. So thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us. Hallelujah. Listen, my wife just reminded me the most important thing today. Amen. And let me get to a screen. Amen. Where I can really talk to you. Amen. If you're living in this world and you are angry and you are frustrated, you don't know where God is in all this and you... Uh, You've tried all kind of solutions, amen. And maybe you're protesting. You're out there protesting, trying to bring about change from the goodness of your heart. You're really trying to do that. Or, 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 or maybe you have been posting to social media and trying to change the hearts of others, amen, and trying to bring them to your point of view. And you want the world to be a better place where everyone is treated equally, amen. And you were frustrated, you were angry, you feel lost, you feel confused. Well, I am talking to you today. If, if that is you, and you've not made the Lord Jesus Christ your personal Savior, amen. And you want, hallelujah, you've been impacted by this message today. And you see how we got to where we got to. By man's heart is continually evil, amen. And, and that the earth uh, and the world has devolved to the place that we are now because of man's heart trying to live independent of God and that the earth can only be restored through the Lord Jesus Christ and he will rule and reign on earth during the millennial period. Amen. Hallelujah. After the tribulation. Amen. And I know that's all deep. Amen. But let me get back to the heart of the matter here. Amen. I'm offering you salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ right now. If that's you. You're frustrated. You're angry. You're going through and you've never made a commitment to Christ. Please, ma'am. Please, sir. Please, young ma'am. Please, young sir. Say these words with me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Please forgive me of all sins, transgressions, and iniquities. I believe that you died for my sins. I believe that you rose from the dead as evidence that Father God accepted your life as payment for my sins thank you for saving me in Jesus' name amen welcome to the family of god if you said that prayer sincerely you are not only saved you're born again from above your spirit is now alive again amen as you're connected with god and you have access to all the promises of god i want to encourage you to find a church or to continue to follow us, amen, that preaches Jesus, amen. I want to encourage you, start in the Gospels, of Mark, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, to learn about your Lord and Savior, amen. Hallelujah. Find a good church home, as I said, amen, and pray and ask God to lead you during these turbulent times, amen. So thank you all for joining us today. I love you all, but most importantly, God loves you all. He will see us through all this. Seek God for what you should be doing during this time. Amen. How, he, how you can impact the world before the return of his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. And be encouraged that ultimately, despite all we see and we're experiencing, God is in control. So God bless you today and enjoy your afternoon. God bless. Thank you for joining us at I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. We hope the message blessed you and unveiled the love of Christ to you in a greater way. God bless.